This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, European edition, La Liga, Liga, Serie A, and the Bundesliga, all covered this week. The best plays from the best handicappers, and it matters. The only tips to show with real jeopardy. If they don't give you winners, they're off the show. They don't come back for a while. This is week 11 of the Head to Head Challenge. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me, facing off this week, defending champion Will White against James Eastham. Steve, two of the shrewdest handicappers around going head to head. What is not to like this week? Well, we're getting some really good matchups, aren't we, recently? You know, we had Will against RJ last week. Uh, we've had Danielli involved. And this is a very interesting clash. Did we have this one before earlier in the season? I think we did one week, didn't we? Uh, but yes, two very, very excellent handicappers. And uh, I sh- I'm sure we're in for an excellent show. We're going to kick off with Will's first pick. Will is the defending champion. We're going to go to the Bundesliga and Köln against Augsburg, which is 10.30 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. Köln plus 1.30, Augsburg at plus 1.90 here. Bundesliga betting overs this season is like finding money in the streets. Will, this is a, a simple pick for the layman like me. I'm sure there's a little bit more to it. Talk us through your Köln-Augsburg bet. I can't really say that Bundesliga is my favourite league, nor a specialist league of mine. But like you say, it's it's very hard to stay away from the overs in Bundesliga at the moment, isn't it? My first pick is going to be on the over 2.75 line here in the Köln Augsburg game. Um, I can't see really why the line has been set at 2.75. Um, Last weekend, for example, eight of nine Bundesliga games went over two and a half. Weekend before that, eight of nine again. Weekend before that, seven of nine. Overall this season, 75% of Bundesliga games have seen over two and a half goals, an average of 3.767 goals per game. When it comes to Augsburg, since taking over three weeks ago, Jess Thorup um, has taken charge for two Bundesliga games, uh, 5-2 away win at Heidenheim and a 3-2 home win against Wolfsburg. Two quite wild games that perhaps show his uh, his attacking intent. Augsburg overall have seen 39 goals in nine games, which is an average of over four a game, and eight of nine of Augsburg games have seen over two and a half goals. Playing devil's advocates, their, both theirs and their opponent's chance conversion has been um, perhaps unsustainably high. Um, If you look at their underlying stats this season so far, Augsburg are expected to have scored four fewer goals than they actually have and concede six fewer. So you you kind of, I guess you're taking a punt that 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 chance conversion for them and their opponents is going to continue. But but at the same time, with the line set at 2.75, it's arguably all been more than taken into consideration in the line. So 
I'm very happy with a 2.75 here. Um, their starting centre-back, Uduoke, is suspended for this game. So their defence might be under even more pressure than normal. Um, on the other hand, Koln are the lowest scorers in Bundesliga with seven goals. However, they've created 12.55 overall XG. So they've really been underperforming in, in, in front of goal and they have been creating the chances. Um, their attack is likely to be helped by the fact that Augsburg are yet to keep a clean sheet this season, uh, which is the same for Koln themselves. So we, we're looking at an over 2.75 line where neither team has kept a clean sheet all season. Um, and, you know, two very poor defences and, and 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 eight of nine of Augsburg games seeing over two and a half goals this season. Overall, 75% of Bundesliga goals seeing uh, games seeing over 2.5 uh, goals. I'm kind of staggered. We, we've got the line set at 2.75 here. So, yeah, that's my first pick. The the big question here, Steve, really is at some stage, surely there's going to be some regression with, with the German Bundesliga this season. We've talked about it pretty much every single week. Overs is, is just printing money, but the lines are changing, the prices are changing. And I think towards the top of the table, obviously with Bayern scoring so many goals recently, including was it eight last weekend, they are now overperforming. I think quite a lot of the top teams are. So... Is this still a value play? I think we'll probably got it right. How do you see it and how do you see the sort of Bundesliga generally? Well, the tide is starting to change, though, or turn, as you say, Dan. Um, but the goal lines are getting higher. When I had a look through the whole card, the the two matches that stuck, stood out to me uh, with low goal lines was the Union match. And Union matches are always going to have a goal, low goal line. And then this one, at 2.75. Every other match is at least a three goal line, often quite a bit more. So I did look at this game. I don't personally get involved in co-matches that much. They're a weird team to me. Um, biggest underachieving team in front of goal this year. I don't know who's missing their chances, but they did play very well against Gladbach in the last home game, I must say. Um, I got that one wrong. And, uh, you know, if we get the good version of the, the Billy Goats, as they're known, they used to actually have a goat, didn't they, as a mascot? running around the pitch before I think the they game. still do, don't they? Do they, do they still, still have that? Still I, remember, have I remember when I think they, player... They, isn't it Hannah's the sort of 14 that, that they've yeah. got to? Is that yeah. it? Yeah, they've got about... Yeah, yeah. I, I remember someone once scored for them and actually in celebration he literally grabbed the goat by the horns and got done by animal welfare. <laughs> welfare but, uh, can't remember who that was, but uh, yeah, if that version of Cone turns up, then um, no no problem with the overs here. I mean, Augsburg, it's a third straight week someone's had a pick on the Augsburg game. Why are Augsburg games so low in terms of the goal line? That's another question. They, they seem I think, underrated. I don't, I don't know if it's something to do with the manager change two games ago and kind of the market hasn't really caught up with the new kind of wilder style, but like they're still eight of nine have gone over two and a half. So I'm, I'm kind of confused by that as well, Steve. Well, we don't mind confusion as long as it causes us to win some money and our viewers and listeners as well. So the pick here for Will is over 2.75 goals at minus 106 in the Köln Augsburg game. Let's move on to James's first selection then for the challenge. Marseille versus Lille here. Uh, Marseille plus 120, Lille plus 215, the draw plus 255. And after everything that went on last week, James, I uh, hope and believe that the, the focus is going to be on the football when it comes uh, to Marseille. Um, they are unbeaten at home this season. Talk us through your thoughts and your play for Marseille-Lille. Yes, yeah, so I'm back in Lille here, Dan, at plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap, which is available at minus 115. Just for the viewers and listeners there, uh, the incidents that you're alluding to last week, we obviously saw some terrible scenes before the Marseille-Lille match where 
uh, objects were thrown at the Leon team bus as it arrived, um, at least one of which injured the Leon manager, Fabio Grosso, and the game was called off. So from a betting point of view, will that have a bearing on how this game goes this week? Interesting thing about that, Dan, is because the incidents happened outside the stadium, as we're recording this, a couple of days before the game against Lille that will take place this weekend, it actually looks like there'll be very few, if any, sanctions against Marseille uh, for the game this weekend. For the simple fact, it was a public order offence rather than something that has taken place inside the stadium. So what that means is, number one, it looks like we will have fans at the stadium. You might expect a ban of fans after something like that. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. We'll have the usual 60,000 plus here. And that will include, we think, about 300 Lille fans. So at the moment, 48 hours before the game, everything is as per normal. There may be more on that later today, we think. But as it stands, it's a, a standard match uh, in League One uh, this weekend. So coming back to my pick, why am I supporting Lille here to get something away from home at Marseille? couple of factors. The first is how they played last weekend. They beat Monaco 2-0 last weekend. I thought they played pretty well in that game. Uh, and they won that game without Jonathan David on the pitch for most of it. They rotated him onto the bench. And I think the confidence they'll gain from winning against a very good Monaco side without a player that we all thought was absolutely crucial for them this season, I think will do them good. And um, it means that Lille have gone unbeaten now in their last six I think Paolo Fonseca, the manager, is doing a pretty good job of rotating this squad uh, between this competition and playing in Europe. So putting the Marseille uh, issue to one side and all the focus on them, I actually think this game comes at a pretty good time for Lille uh, because they're playing some good football. And another factor, which I think is a positive uh, for Lille, I actually think they'll be looking forward to playing away from home here, Dan. And the reason for that is their pitch at their home stadium, has been ruined by the Rugby World Cup recently. It was used as a venue. Uh, it's been heavily criticised by Fonseca, the manager at Lille. Uh, it was criticised by the France manager, uh, Didier Deschamps, after the France national team uh, played a game on it last month. So at the moment, even though they did get that win uh, last weekend, they're going to look forward to playing on a better pitch. And I think it is slightly better at the moment at Marseille than it is at Lille. So there are a few uncertainties here about how what happened last weekend will affect Marseille. They've obviously gone a bit longer than normal without a game because of the match being called off uh, last weekend. But really, I focused on Lille here, Dan. I think that they're in good shape. They're obviously underdogs. And, you know, the fact they're underdogs, it gives you a chance here to back them on the Asian handicap. And with this pick, plus 0.25, for Lille on the Asian handicap, obviously, you've got two horses running for you. You'll make a profit if they win and you'll make a profit if the game ends in a draw. So that's my pick here. Uh, so the tie is on Pontus side, better side when it comes to this particular play. Steve, your thoughts on this one? Well, the first thing I've got to do, unfortunately, here, James, I've got my cards this week and you're in the book for this one. Oh, yeah. Just for just for betting against Marseille. <laughs> um as you know, I'm a Marseille man. But um, in terms of the pick itself, it is, uh, yes, I've made a good uh, you know, um, assessment of it, really, this game. I think there's a good chance of a draw. I've got, I think this could well end a draw. I think there's a good value on under two and a half goals, actually, here. I don't think there's going to be many goals in this game. Both teams have uh, got some great defensive metrics. 
Lille have only won one of their last 11 trips to the velodrome. For those who like head-to-heads, I'm not really into head-to-heads, so I would be quite dismissive of that. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really cagey match, actually. You know, you've got a new manager at Marseille. They could be a bit rusty last week. Uh, sorry, after not playing last week. The pitch, I think, at the velodrome is better than, than up north at the moment, but it's, that's taken a bit of a battering as well. It's Rugby True. World Cup. I mean, I wouldn't be get you right what you said, James. I wouldn't be even looking at overs in the Lille match until they relay that pitch. Yeah. Um, the Velodrome's playing a bit better. But, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the value, I think, yeah, Lille are they're probably playing better football than Marseille right now, let's be honest. So, I think, um, James, I think there's a good chance of half winning this pick at least. Uh, if, if James, um, the authorities come out later today or tomorrow and say no supporters allowed, would that move the line more in Lille's favour? Would it make this pick a stronger pick, even if it was at a shorter price? Yeah, I think it would move it in, in Lille's favour, Dan, if, if the fans are banned. The issue here in France is that the sports minister, who's obviously a government official, has come out very strongly condemning what happened last week. The French FA have come out and condemned it as well. But the actual league, who look after the top two divisions, they sort of kept their powder dry so far, which has created some criticism and there might be a reaction to that from the league so we might actually see some action taken in these final 48 hours uh, before the game so it is worth keeping an eye on uh, there is still a chance there could be uh, some further sanctions uh, some sanctions I should say of some sort yeah I think if the fans are banned I think this price that we've got on Lille, uh, at the moment will go um, and it arguably would make them a better bet to win because you know playing in front of 60,000 at Marseille it can be difficult for an away side. It can be difficult for a home side too, I should say. But I think it's been overall a positive for Marseille this season. So if the fans are banned, I would be even more strongly in favour of Lille here. OK, let's move on and we'll get some hot dogs here. Every single week we try and highlight some lively plus money selections across the European leagues. Steve has done this traditionally since the start of the season. We opened it up to all of our handicappers last week and Will came good with his hot dog. We've got three plays for your... Uh, one each uh, from the boys this week. Steve, you can go first. You go into the Bundesliga and for a game that's 10.30 on Saturday Eastern. Well, if it isn't broke, why fix it, Dan? You know, winning this league last week with, with the hot dog, it's, it served me well. So I'm going with Freiburg against Borussia Mönchengladbach. I'm going with Mönchengladbach to win on the money line at plus 230. And Bundesliga, I think, is a really good place to be betting on money line at the moment. There's only 19% of matches have ended draws. And that's because of the really ridiculously high 3.67 goals per game average. So when there's not many draws around, you might as well be looking on the money lines. And um, Gladbach, they, I quite like them, you know. They they, they kind of um, inspire me a bit from... They have so many players that used to be in Liga. I, re I really like them. I mean, this attacking quartet at the moment, they've got of Sibaccio, uh, Frank Honorat, Nathan Gumu, Alessand Play. It's a really exciting... Si, I actually think Munchen Gladbach at some point could explode into a really good run. I think there's the makings of a really good team here at Munchen Gladbach if they can just sort themselves out defensively a bit. This is a, I mean, I just don't see why Freiburgers are nearly even money in places to win the game. They're all right, they're maybe deserving favourites, but I don't really think they're anything special. I, I said in the preseason show the two teams massively overachieved last season were Union Berlin and Freiburg, and I said watch out for their regression this season. That certainly happened with Union and, and Freiburg. They have dropped down a little bit. Um, you know, it's been a tough period for Freiburg. They've played a lot of games, European, domestic, lost in the midweek 
DFB Pokal at home to lower league side. It's a very winnable game for Borussia Mönchengladbach. They, it was really important they won last week against Heidenheim. That's why I took from that game. Sometimes in life you need something. You just got to get it done. And they did. They got the three points. And I think that's going to do them the world of good. I think the confidence will be up. They were really poor the last time I had them as a hot dog uh, away against Cone. But that was a local derby game. Weird things can happen there. So I'll let them off. I think they can go to Freiburg and give themselves a good account. So plus 230 just stood out as a big price to me, Dan. Yeah, we had the, the biggest hot dog winning from Steve last weekend, plus 300. Will scored as well in La Liga in El Clasico. Not quite the glamour um, of that particular fixture, Will, for you this time around, but we're sticking with Spain. This is Osasuna Girona. Talk us through uh, your pick here, your hot dog. Yeah, Dan, a uh, battle between um, one of the more fashionable teams at the moment in La Liga and one of the, the least fashionable in Osasuna. And I'm taking Osasuna here as my as my hot dog at plus 195 to win at home. Um, Girona, despite being second in La Liga and being in very hot form, have been outperforming XG both for and against. Astonishingly, the XG data actually suggests they should have recorded 10 fewer points than they have. So you've got to ask yourself, how sustainable is this hot run of form? Um, at the same time, Osasuna really are a, a tough nut to crack, especially at home. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of fortress stadiums with tight boundaries between the pitch and the stands, and um, El Sadar is definitely one of those. So I feel like Osasuna are a team with a slightly higher home advantage than than, than the normal, and, and La Liga in itself is has quite a high home advantage. So um, Osasuna's difficult home schedule, they've played uh, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, Athletic Club and Granada. Despite this tough schedule, they've actually achieved uh, an overall XG supremacy more or less equal across those games. Um, culminating in the last home game was a convincing 2-0 win at home to a, albeit very poor Granada side. So ultimately, I just don't think there's... I don't think there's that much between these two teams. And I think the market's suggesting that um, Girona are a far better team than Osasuna. These two did play on the final um, game week of last season in June. And Osasuna went off plus 110 that day and won 2-1. Albeit Girona have definitely improved as a team this season. I'm not sure we can say the same for Osasuna. But um, given the big home advantage in Spain, the big uh, home advantage at El Sadar, the overperforming of Girona versus the underlying stats... I think the line should be probably closer to plus 150, plus 160. So very happy to take them at the plus 195. That is a 9am Saturday game, incidentally. And James, you've also found one for us here. Uh, we go to the prop bets for your barking dog this week. James. Yes, so this is in France League One, and uh, it's the Nice-Rennes game. And I'm going to the player shots on target market here, Dan. Um, I've been through every single player in League One this weekend and looked at the player shots on target prices. This one is the one that is the most out, in my opinion, the most wrong. It's Hisham Badawi of Nice to manage over 0.5 shots on target. So you just need him to have that one shot on target in the game. And it's available at plus 195. So just quickly on Badawi, going into the season, we thought he was going to play as the holding midfielder for Nice. These are 4-3-3. The three men in midfield, we thought he'd be the holding midfielder. He's not playing as the holding midfielder. He's playing as one of the two central midfielders. And when he does play, he's the one of the two central midfielders that has got more license to get forward and get into scoring positions. So that's why this price, to me, doesn't look right. And we've already seen from Badawi this season that he's able to get into those positions to have a shot on goal. 
Uh, he's not played every game. He's been on the pitch just over 400 minutes. But in that time, he's already managed two goals. So if he were to start this weekend at home to Wren, he's almost certainly going to be one of those two central midfielders with a license to get forward. And he's in good scoring form. So he's going to be confident. If you look through the prices at the moment on this game on Bet Rivers, but now he's actually the, the biggest price of all the Nice players who are listed to have a shot on target. I think he ranks 11th out of 11 players with Bet Rivers to have a shot on target. I, I don't think at the moment, given where he's playing in that side and given his sort of form, that's correct. So when I saw this, I was very, very happy to take this as my hot dog. It's Hisham Badawi to manage over half a shot on target, and that's available at plus 195. We are in profit, aren't we, Steve? I think obviously the vast majority of these picks are from yourself, but we're showing a profit if, if punters I'm, have been following the hot have, dogs. I will actually work them out, and I'll put them okay. out on, on socials. Certainly yeah, I'm pretty sure anyway. we are. I'm, I'm almost... <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we had, we had two last weekend from three. There were massive prices, and I'm pretty mm. sure that we talked about it earlier this season, and you were in front... A couple of weeks ago, we'll we'll cobble together the figures for you because they're sort of unofficial to the challenge, but we like uh, to put some uh, decent price picks out for you. Let's move back to the challenge. A couple more picks we've got from Will and James. These are both interesting ones from my point of view. Um, first of all, Will, this is Union against Eintracht Frankfurt, which is 10.30 Eastern on Saturday. Uh, Union plus 155. They are favourites. Eintracht Frankfurt plus 188 here. For me, this is a big call. From Will, Union have lost their last 11, including getting knocked out of the cup in midweek. Will, all yours. Talk us through this one. Yeah, Dan, I've got to admit, I've got a a soft spot for a counterintuitive play, and this is definitely one. Um, Union, like you say, have lost 11 in a row. But if you dig a bit deeper, they have been quite unlucky, if you can say that, for a team that's lost 11 in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Their opponents have just been converting chances at really quite an astonishing rate, um, almost certainly unsustainable. They've conceded, Union conceded 19 goals this season in nine Bundesliga games, um, but the underlying data suggests that they should have conceded less than 14, which still would be quite a high rate. But, um, you know, that's a huge difference from the 19 that they actually have conceded. They were also very unlucky to lose their last two Champions League games. They won the XG battle in both against Braga and Napoli, two, two quite good teams, especially Napoli. I think the problem Union have had this season is that the schedule's been taking its toll. You know, balancing Champions League and domestic games has been quite difficult for them. It's taken its toll, but they did manage to rest quite a few starters in midweek in the Cup against Stuttgart. And that pushed me over the line here to pull the trigger. On the other hand, Eintracht Frankfurt this season, they've really been kind of somewhat draw specialists, um, despite the very low number of draws, as Steve mentioned, in Bundesliga this season. They've drawn five of their nine games so far. I think they've been in reasonable form. They've had quite a good season so far. I don't think they're that great, though. They've got a slightly positive net XG of plus 0.17 XG goal difference per game. Um, we can't forget they lost two massive players in the offseason, right? In uh, Colin Moani and Jasper Lindstrom really has hampered their attacking potency. And I think, you know, really, um, I, I would still have Union Berlin as a slightly better team than Eintracht here. So given the home advantage, I'd be looking at them on the minus a quarter line, really. And, and to see them and draw no bet is quite surprising, given that I can explain their really poor form 
really through through variance and the fact that the underlying data and statistics does show us that their form should turn around imminently. So I'm very happy to take them on the draw no bet line at minus 114 here. Their form has got to turn around at some stage, given those metrics. Steve, you've opposed Union Berlin a lot this season. Will's backing them uh, with that caveat, of course, draw no bet. Well, I've got a horrible feeling Will has walked into the same trap that I did two weeks ago, Dan, when when I was trying to get ahead of the curve and basically suggested the same thing that Will's saying here, that they, at some point they're going to have to get back on track because how bad are they? But I've just seen nothing on the field that suggests that they're, they're close to returning. I mean, they were horrible in that Stuttgart game. Werder Bremen comfortably beat them last week and then they lost again in the Cup, although I, yeah, I don't really take much out of the Cup results to be fair um the problem is they can't score goals where's the goals coming from for union berlin they've, they've not scored in eight of their last 11 games in all comps um too many players are missing chances frankfurt are not a team i get involved with that much i've got to be honest um weird side but they have found that their goal scoring touch recently mamouche i think he's a player to watch out for I, I really like the swedish midfielder they've got hugo larsen if they sign from mamo he's as good a swedish prospect there is in, in the world of football these days, I, I don't, I just don't see Frankfurt losing this game, to be honest, Dan, based on what I've seen on the field. So um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a tough, but I, I see where Will's coming from because I was in the exact same position a couple of weeks ago. It's the question is, how bad are Union Berlin? And that's the big question here. I don't know that they're not as bad as 15th, surely, but you know, I think I said at the start of the season they were overrated. Um, you know, probably somewhere in the middle is, is more accountable. Let's get James's second pick because this has got similar vibes for me as the Union pick from Will. This is Leon against Mets, uh, a game that I was going to be commentating on for local TV in the, in, uh, in the UK, but I can't get back from Newcastle in time, unfortunately, this weekend. So I've had to give it up, but that's just my gripe. Were James, um, Leon, bottom of league and without a win all season, but you are potentially siding with them here. You are siding. I am siding with them, Dan. Yes, I'm siding with Leon here to beat Mets, and I'm actually siding with them on the Asian handicap. Uh, they're short odds to win the game. They're minus 148, so I'm backing them minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap at minus 117. So you might wonder why I fancy a Leon side who are bottom of the table and have yet to win this season to win this weekend. Um, there's a couple of factors on it. A lot of them are to do with Mets, actually. I think Mets are a poorer side uh, than Leon, and I think that will get borne out uh, that weekend. So just to look at the visitors, yes, they've got nine points on the board, and yes, they are above uh, Leon in the table. But actually, if you look at those nine points, Dan, I think you can split their season so far into two halves. Mets have played 10 games. If you look at the first five matches, they actually did okay and they've got eight of their points on the board during those first five matches. If you watch their five matches since, I think they've been the weaker side in League One in those five matches. They've lost four of them. They've drawn one. They've only actually scored in one of those last five matches. So if you look at the points total, yes, they look like the better team. If you look at the last five matches, honestly, I think Mets have been the weaker side in League One. So going into this game, I don't have any faith in Mets at all. And it's really my lack of faith in Mets here that's the main factor. Leon haven't played well. That's absolutely true. They, they've been really poor. They've got problems on and off the pitch. 
But if there is a game that they can win this season, it's this one at home to Mets. I think it does fall at the right time for them because Mets have been so poor. Uh, They're at home. They should have good team news, should Leon, from what we know at the moment, ahead of the match. And I think, you know, what happened last weekend with them, with the game being called off and the manager obviously being injured uh, before the match, I do think it might pull this squad together a little bit. You know, there were tensions in the dressing room in the run-up to that match against Marseille. Uh, that was called off last weekend. I think just seeing Fabio Grosso, the manager, hurt the way he was and also his willingness to get back to work. You know, he was almost ready to coach on the touchline last weekend uh, before the game was called off. Um, I think it is potentially a galvanising factor for Leon uh, going into this game. I don't think it will solve all the problems that we've seen from them, uh, but I do think it, it might help. And, you know, to put it plainly, if you were to give me these two squads of players and asked me to pick a, a starting 11. I don't know what Steve thinks. I'd have almost all 11 from the Leon squad. I do still think there's a lot more quality in this Leon team than there is in the Mets team. So I think taking all that into account, it's not really a vote of confidence in Leon. It is more a vote against Mets, but I think this game does come at the right time for Leon. So even at short odds, I was happy to back them. And yeah, with the minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap, you get slightly bigger slightly better odds so it's minus 117 on this pick but all about timing as it is for will's play as well steve um what are your thoughts on this one well i've got to say the last two picks uh both gentlemen have shown uh, some real balls haven't they um we're not exactly backing form horses here i think anyone who just bets purely on stats and results will not be going anywhere near union mm-hmm. berlin or leon um you know I, this this probably wouldn't be a bet for me but i've got to agree the Mets are the worst team in Liga, no doubt about it. I'd be really surprised if they avoid relegation. Um, they have nothing offensively. They absolutely have to buy someone in January to score them goals because they're just... I mean, James mentions that one goal they've scored in their last five games. That was from the halfway line. So it was a complete freak. So they're offering absolutely nothing. One goal might be enough for Leon to win this game. Um, the thing is, with Leon, it's all mental. Can they get over the mental hurdle of getting that first win of the season? Um, they are the better side, man for man, they're far better. It's like, can they handle the pressure of the situation? They're fully expected to win the game. And um, yeah, look, I think this, I think this bet will win. I think probably half a good chance of at least a half win um, for James, really, because Mets are that bad. And, um, you know, ultimately it might look, of, uh, you know, Leon are quite capable of actually battering them, to be fair. They've got far more quality. So uh, brave bet, but... Yeah, I do like. I've always said on this show, I like, I love betting against bad teams, and they are, and I think Mets are a really, really bad team. Okay, the, just very quickly from all three of you, gut reaction to this: What's the better value? Union Berlin to be relegated plus twelve hundred, Leon to be relegated plus four hundred, or no value in any of those bets? Uh, Will, any thoughts? Very quickly. I I definitely think there's no value in Union Berlin. I will also believe there's very little value in Leon's. I'd say neither. James? Yeah, I'd say exactly the same, Dan. I know Steve and I, we've had this chat off air about Leon and whether they'll go down. I don't think they will. And at 400 plus 400, I wouldn't be backing them to do so. Steve, any value in any any of those relegation prices at the minute? No? Neither team are going down. There's definitely at least three, two or three worse than both of them. So I just don't see it happening. Time to get Steve's best bets. Um after both Will and James have gone mad with their uh, last two picks. Uh, we've got one in France, one in Italy. Uh, Steve, your 
Uh, Lee going back first of all, Sunday, 9am. Yeah, I might be just as mad here. I'm, I'm actually back in a team that's only won one of the last nine. Now you can join them here. in the madhouse. Yeah, I know. I'm going with Toulouse on a minus 0.25 handicap against Le Havre. Similar sort of uh, opposition to, to, to James's Leon bet. I, I really am worried about these two sides that have got promoted, Mets and Le Havre. I think they're starting to look out of depth in the Liga. Again, Le Havre, similar to Mets, they just they can't score goals at the moment. Um, massively lacking um, hitting the back of the net. You know, they've only... They felt like scoring five of the last six games. And... I think, again, to lose it might just require one goal for them to win this match. If we look at to lose, they haven't won that many games, but they've not lost many either. Just three defeats in the league, and two of those were after the Europa League performances. Something I'm watching out for this year is bet against to lose after they played in Europe. They're not used to it. It's a bit like Nantes last season. But they've had a full week to recover here. Um, I think they get the result. They beat Mets 3-0 at home, and this is similar opposition. And I'm surprised we can get such a big price on to lose. Minus 0.25 Asian handicap covers you know, only half loss if it's a draw. The only real danger score with Lahav is probably nil-nil. Um, so very happy to get involved in this. It just looks a big price to me. Again, I like betting against bad teams. I don't rate Lahav. Toulouse are nothing special. I'm not, I'm not in love with Toulouse, but I think uh, this particular matchup is a good one for them, Dan. Uh, while we've got James on the show, does this get the tick from you as well, briefly? Yeah, I would leave. I would leave Toulouse alone because they. I cannot work them out at all. So yeah, this wasn't one for me. But I think the point Steve made there about the Europa League is really, really important because I think Toulouse are definitely one of those sides whose form can almost be plotted against whether they are playing after a Europa League match. Uh, they were terrible uh, last time they played after a Europa League match. They lost to Montpellier. So this game, they have to take it seriously. They've had a full week to prepare. And they're at home to one of the sides in League One that are definitely weaker than them. So I think psychologically, this is a League One game that they should take seriously. And that's not always been the case so far this season. Uh, that game Sunday, 9am. Steve's other pick is Saturday, 10am. It's in Italy, Salonitana against Napoli. Are you playing the champions here, Steve? How? Yeah, this is a bit of a square play, to be honest, Dan. I'm taking Napoli on a minus 1.25 Asian handicap against the bottom side, Salernitana. I pointed out Salernitana in the outright preview show. I tipped them to get relegated, and they've done nothing to suggest otherwise this season. Winless, not very great metrics. Um, you know, Napoli, this is the sort of game they should be gobbling up quite easily, really, um, especially on in a week where they've not had much going on for them. Um, they've struggled after playing Champions League matches, Napoli, this year, similar to what I said to Toulouse in the last game. They've, they've dropped points in all three matches after Champions League. So they'll be pleased to have a week off. Um I don't you know I don't really like backing sides um on handicaps away from home too much. But the minus one point two five does I mean if they win the game the worst that's happening is I'm losing half. They should be at very worst getting three points. Salernitana they're they're much better than Salernitana even without Victor Osiman. I really liked what I saw from the second half last week actually for Napoli against AC Milan. It was a really good performance. I think they can build on that, and um, you know it's a it's a match they know they've got to be winning. They're a lot better than Salernitana um, in all aspects, really, the field. And you know they've won four matches by two or more goals this season, and three of those away from home. So, yeah, a lot of things point towards a fairly comfortable away win, I think, here, Dan. Um, not, too much, not too much else to say about this. It's a fairly straightforward play. It's a fairly square play. But who cares if, as long as it wins? 
I have Napoli slip rating-wise for you, Will, this season. I mean, it doesn't appear that they are as good as last campaign. And we've seen over the last, I think, three years, Napoli start season so, so well. But this season, not so much. I, I, their rating hasn't really slipped that much. It has slipped a, a tiny a tiny bit. Um, obviously, with Osiman out, it uh, falls a little bit further. But I think Steve's right. This is the type of game that Napoli normally gobble up. Um, the last two kind of games of a similar profile, away to Verona, they won 3-1. Away to Lecce, they won 4-0. However, they have been getting opposed in the market. So, you know, it might look like they're quite a short price now on the minus 1.25 line, but... Um, there's a chance, I guess, we get might we can get them on a minus one line if they drift on the day if we see some money against them. But I guess that depends on team news as well and stuff. Osimhen's definitely out, but um, yeah, fair bet. We have got five games featured for seven leans, and we're going to rattle through them in double quick time. Will first of all, we go to La Liga. This is an interesting one. It is uh, Real Sociedad against Barcelona. What's the play? I'm going to be opposing Barcelona again, as I did last week. Um, Real Sociedad plus a quarter, minus 110. It looks to me like Barca are going to be rushing players back from injury to participate in this game. Lewandowski's probably going to start. De Jong and Pedri potentially in the squad, albeit on the bench. It might look like their squad's a lot stronger and their starting 11 is too, but really is it, you know, how are these players going to, are they going to come back full fitness? Are they going to be ready to go into an intense environment against a very good Real Sociedad team who have won four, drawn two at home and should have been beaten Inter at home in, in the Champions League as well? I'm not sure Barca deserve to be favourites here. So, uh, yeah, I like Real Sociedad plus a quarter of a goal. So we win half there if there's a draw and a full stake win if they win. And what's your play in Valencia, Granada? Uh, incidentally, the La Real game is 4pm Saturday, 10.15am Sunday for Valencia, Gra Valencia, Granada. What's your play here, Will? It's the over two and a half, minus 118. Uh, it's mainly focused on just how poor Granada have been defensively, really. They've conceded 28 goals in 11 games, which is quite something for, um, for La Liga. Uh, I think Valencia could could cover this line on their own. I, I opposed Valencia last weekend against uh, Bilbao away, but I am impressed by them. They they they're, they're young, dynamic, energetic team with some real great attacking threats with the like of Diego Lopez, Fran Perez, and Javiguera. So yeah, they surprised me last weekend, but they they generated a massive two point one eight xG away to Bilbao. That's um, that's some performance. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see their attacking numbers really improve as the season goes on. They've got the talent to produce. And so um, I see there being more than two and a half goals in this game. Overs at minus one, one, eight. You've got playing this one, Steve, as well, a player lean. Yeah. The lean for me would be now Valencia minus 0.75 Asian handicap minus 125. But I actually think Will's lean is actually better. The more I think about it, this isn't going to end one nil, is it? It's probably not even going to end two nil. Granada concede so many goals that they, they're not capable of, uh, you know, getting involved in these low-scoring matches. If they get a result, it's a shootout, isn't it? So they're going to be going for it. So uh, I think you're looking at probably maybe those who like same-game parlays, Valencia win over 2.5 goals sort of thing. Um, feels like the sort of match, doesn't it? One more in La Liga, 12.30 Sunday Eastern. It's Athletic Club away at Virial. A lean for you in this one, Will? Yeah, I like Bill Bow here on the draw no bet line, minus 129. It's a little bit short, but... Um, Got full protection on the draw. It's one team in Bilbao are very settled and solid, as we discussed last weekend, against a Villarreal side that are just all over the place at the mo at the moment. And I've kind of, I've got a theory that their manager might not have the full support in uh, the dressing room, which is obviously a big deal. 
Villarreal have only got one uh, home win this season, which was an unconvincing 2-1 win against a very poor Almeria side where they lost the XG battle. Um, my model makes Athletic pretty strong favourites here. And on top of all of that, Villarreal will be missing, at, very likely missing at least two key pieces in Jeremy Pino and Juan Foyth. So yeah, Bill Bow on the draw no bet line is very solid play for me. If Rory was here, the yellow card would come out for Bill Bow, but we'll let it pass this time around. Um, James, you've got a, a lean for us in Liga. Yes, so this is on the Lorient versus Lance game. Uh, I'm back in Lorient here, uh, down plus 0.75 on the Asian handicap at uh, minus 122. It's slightly speculative, but I'm expecting some rotation here from Lance uh, because they've got a huge game in the Champions League away from home next Wednesday, uh, European time against PSV. They're competitive in their Champions League group, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see two or three players, maybe even more than that, uh, rested this weekend. And I think that that would give Lorient a, a better chance than the market is suggesting at the moment to get something from this game. There's a weather warning, down on this game. Uh, overnight here in Europe, Storm Kieran has battered this part of northwest France. So actually, there's a bit of talk locally in Lorient as we're going into this game about whether it might even be postponed. We're thinking the winds might be up to 50, maybe even 60 kilometres an hour during this game, which would be the fastest we've seen in France for any game this season. So... If the weather looks really, really bad in the final hour or so going into this game, you may want to leave it alone. But if not, if things have calmed down a bit before then, then uh, Lorient here on the Asian Handicap are my pick. Yeah, Steve's going to tell you why you're wrong. Steve? Yeah, I only put this in because it thinks it's a rare instance <laughs> where me and James might disagree. Um, and I, I just think Lons are a team to maybe start backing now. I watched them last week against Nantes and I, I fully expected Nantes to get a result in that game. I didn't. It was a performance that Lons put in, re reminded me of last season. And I just wonder if they're going to start to get hot now. The one caveat is that Champions League, which is affecting their schedule and stuff. So, uh, Lorient are a weird team. I, I just I can never really get them right, but they're not really that good in terms of metrics. They just play moments in games really well, don't they, on the counter attack? But if Lons play like they did against Nantes, I think they'll come here and win easily. But, you know, if the weather's involved and all sorts of factors, then. James does make a good point about the upcoming upcoming Champions League game, which I haven't really considered. But I, I think, honestly, Lons are starting to get uh, very backable in the next few weeks. 12pm Saturday for that one. One final lean, Steve, in Germany. Yeah, this is uh, Heidenheim against Stuttgart. And the lean, of course, is the overs. Over 3.25 goals. I've said before, I just really worry about this Heidenheim team. I think they might be the worst in the Bundesliga. Darmstadt might have something to say about that soon. But... Um, I mean, Stuttgart without Gerasse still packed quite a fire punch last week, I thought, against uh, Hoffenheim. Undav isn't that bad. Um, they should come here and, 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 and beat them fairly easily. Heidenheim just have crazy games involved with a lot of goals. Next week, and I cringe looking at this, is Bayern against Heidenheim. And you do worry for them, don't you? The handicap's minus three. The goal line, I think, is 4.25. That could be, that could end double figures. Okay, let's get back to the challenge and remind everyone of the selections. Uh, Will, your two picks against James this weekend are? So my first pick is in the Colne against Augsburg game, over 2.75 goals at minus 106. And the second pick is Union Berlin on the draw no bet, minus 114 versus Eintracht Frankfurt. And James, your two best bets for the challenge? 
Lille plus 0.25 Asian handicap away at Marseille at minus 115. And Lyon minus 0.75 Asian handicap at home to Metz at minus 117. Now, I did correctly suggest that Will would win last week, but it's Steve's turn. Steve, who's going to win? In our WhatsApp group, Nigel Seeley, the boss, suggested that uh, James was a very narrow favourite here. How do you see? Uh, I'm going to give it a very exact prediction, actually, Dan. Um, James has two to have two half winners. Will to fully cash with the Bundesliga over. And you know what? Just because they can't keep losing, let's give him a push. With Union Berlin, so I do do the maths. Now. I don't know who would actually. Oh, I can't. Win the don't ask me case. to do the maths. <laughs> Come is, on. There's my exact prediction uh, for these picks. So does anyone I'm not know, sitting on the fence this week. Not does anyone know who would win if that would happen? <laughs> oh, we can't. Ask for someone else. Could be, it, could be either I way. Can't believe, I can't believe you've thrown that out. right at the end of the show. No one can work it out. Uh, I'm sure someone will. Steve, Will, James, thanks for your company. Good luck to all. We'll keep everyone across. Uh, all of selections over the course of the weekend via our X feeds. That's a wrap for Betting Weekly uh, Extra Time European show. I will be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of Will or James, who will be taking on Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella and stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend. Nigel's in Vegas, if you've seen it, uh, via at Because We Win. From all of us for now, though, it is goodbye. <laughs>